0: This is Laura Deirdo with Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Jason Stopira, Regional Medical Director of Safety and Security at Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist. Dr. Stopira, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: Oh, the honor's mine.
0: Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare right now and it seems like things are moving rapidly. There, there's something new to think about every single day. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background?
1: Oh, sure. Uh, Happy to. I'm uh, board-certified in emergency medicine, as well as emergency medical services. Uh, After residency, I spent the first decade of my practice in a small but busy rural hospital in Mount Airy, North Carolina. Um, It's the town that Hollywood knows as Andy Griffiths Mayberry. Um, From there, I transitioned to uh, become part of the academic faculty at Lake Forest School of Medicine at Atrium Health Lake Forest Baptist, and that was in 2013. Um, I started out and I really, really enjoyed uh, teaching, being able to provide EMS medical direction and, and do some clinical research that, that really focused on identifying and eliminating rural disparities uh, in healthcare using some, some mixed methods and implementation science. All of this uh, changed, though, uh, last July, when one of my colleagues was uh, physically assaulted in the ED by one of her patients. Uh, it was a it was a pretty uh, severe assault, um, and it it really impacted her as well as the rest of our faculty. And in response, our our group met with our health systems leadership to discuss this incident as well as the violence that that we have faced for years and years. Uh, from there, leadership stepped up in a really big way and they appointed me uh, to my current role as the medical director for safety and security. So I spent the past 10 months learning and engaging in this multifaceted international problem. And it's it's been, uh, a real uh, experience. It's been eye-opening. And um, unfortunately, uh, my colleague uh, is still out and, and I don't anticipate her ever being able to come back to the ED and take care of patients. So I am certainly driven to to try to prevent these kind of incidents in the future.
0: That's so fascinating to hear. And really, thank you so much for sharing that story, because I think it really, really resonates on how your career trajectory can make a, a sharp turn um unexpectedly and certainly you stepping up to the plate and, and filling that need of being able to really focus on making sure that there is safety for your colleagues, for physicians, for nurses and other clinical workers at the hospital and really, you know, focusing energy there is so important and critical. I know it seems like the incidences of workplace violence for healthcare leaders have been ticking up over the last few years for several reasons. And certainly it's something that's very important. So I'm just so thankful that you were able to have that opportunity. And it seems like the health system is very supportive of you engaging in in some efforts to make the organization safer overall.
1: Yeah, thanks Laura. I I appreciate those kind words and and you're certainly right. Uh, We have experienced an exponential growth in uh, the number of incidents of violence within healthcare uh, since um, the beginning of COVID.
0: Absolutely. So I'm sure some of that colors your response to my first question here and looking at what are some of the opportunities that you're seeing in healthcare right now, as well as the headwinds that you have your eye on, you know, what has been working well for you and what do you anticipate coming in the future?
1: That's a great question. And and I I guess I'll answer that with, um, we have an opportunity for real culture change. Uh, when when our our top leadership met with us, they they made some pretty valuable statements. Our our CEO, Dr. Freischlag, said that we must lower our tolerance for abuse. And our regional CMO, Dr. Andrea Fernandez, said we can no longer take a whack a mole approach to violent acts. We need to uh, take a take a uh, Holistic, evidence-based, scientific approach to improving our safety, and you know, because we have taken that approach, the headwinds at Atrium Health Lake Forest Baptist have really changed, and we have we have shifted uh, the uh, impression, the thought process, uh, and the approach uh, that that our teammates have. That now the the safety of healthcare workers is equally important to the safety of the patients, and and that's that sounds um, like it should always have been that way, but it really hasn't. As healthcare providers, we we have always yielded to the patient, and we we've, we've come to realize that that we can't can no longer survive with that mindset, and we need to to truly realize the zero tolerance policy that we have and and we're finally focused on that making that a reality so we we have zero tolerance for uh, aggression assaults both verbal and physical and, and and try to prevent every preventable one but if if an incident is unpreventable we need to make sure that we engage with uh, the teammates and engage with the patient and protect them uh, from another assault, protect the patient, and also help the, the healthcare worker our teammate to, to recover from any kind of verbal or physical assault.
0: That really makes a lot of sense, and I appreciate you taking us behind the scenes within how your organization is growing and developing um, these policies. From your perspective, what have you done differently since this incident occurred um, that, that really is making a difference, what it has worked well, and what happens when there is um, an incident that, or, or is the potential for an incident, or somebody identifies some of the risk factors that could lead to a, a violent incident Um how do you, what, what comes next? What's the protocol?
1: Again, a, a great question, Laura. The challenge with workplace violence is how many sides this problem has. In the early stages of, of my new role, we, we work to uh, identify uh, different initiatives, different problems with solutions that needed to be addressed. And uh, our initial list had over 80 different uh, things that we needed to to learn about and and come up with with solutions. So it's it's exciting that there's there's that many opportunities, but also the importance of triaging, right? The importance of putting priority on some and not others. And and fortunately, we've been able to come up with uh, several solutions that are low or no cost. And our teammates are really uh, engaged. They are yearning for the ability to feel safer and to, to keep not only their patients safe, but also uh, one another safe. So the list is, is, very, very long. Um, but we've had, we've had great success because of, of the teamwork that we have at Atrium Health Lake Forest Baptist.
0: That's great to hear. Now, I'm wondering for organizations out there that are looking to strengthen their uh, workplace violence policies, looking to become a more safe place to work, what is an investment that's worth making, especially right now when I know a lot of hospitals and health systems are facing financial hardships, what is really important for them to step up and do um, to add the most valuable value possible to the health system?
1: That uh, unfortunately doesn't have a cookie cutter answer. Uh, the, the points where violence can enter into your healthcare system uh, varies from place to place. And in in my travels to multiple different healthcare systems, uh, that's what we learned. The, the, the way to generally answer that question that I, I think is effective is to simply invest in in safety and to engage with this problem to acknowledge that it exists to acknowledge that it has become uh, exponentially worse and and the the return on investment for engaging in safety and leadership acknowledging that it occurs at the patient's bedside is is really beneficial for the overall feeling that uh, all our teammates have and and knowing that if, if something were to happen, uh, even even the threat of something happening, that, that leadership knows about it and leadership cares, and their safety matters to our our leaders. That and, and they, I mean the patients, uh, treating providers, the, the patients, nurses, right there at the bedside. So I would I would invest in uh, taking the time and engaging. In this problem and assessing what the actual needs are for your healthcare system
0: that's such a great point and so valuable to understand on the ground level where uh, the biggest risks are and where there might need to be extra support and investment um you know of either resources time energy or financial investments um that makes a lot of sense now i'm wondering too before we wrap up our conversation where do you see some of the best opportunities for growth in the future uh what what are you optimistic about or or where do you see healthcare and especially safety headed
1: yeah, that's a that's mm-hmm. another great question, uh, Laura. I I I really think the future is bright. Um, it's 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 time for us to to really integrate a lot of the um, technology that we have uh, inside of, of of our hospitals already, and double down on on some things um, like natural language processing and machine learning. Uh, to be able to improve the accuracy of reporting of incidents. We found that the number of incidents that are reported in the reporting software that we have, the incident uh, software that we have, is is much less than, than what happens in reality. And through natural language processing and machine learning, we've been able to to look through the electronic medical record and identify additional incidents of both verbal and physical assault that didn't make it into the incident reporting software, but did make it into uh, the the medical record. We've also seen that um, looking at some some real-time location system uh, hardware and software allows us to Take technology and assist our the rest of our team to come to the aid of one of our teammates that 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 may need help. So um, this this technology, this tool is is able to um, have a simple button push that can be used to access help either before or uh, during an incident, and in an easy wearable type technology. Uh, And and we've seen at our facilities that 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 really just having that tool on their badge allows them to feel uh, so much safer. So if a if an incident were to occur, uh, they they feel like they're connected directly to uh, security and and that message does go to our security dispatch and they're able to dispatch officers uh, immediately to, to know exactly where that teammate is without any information other than a button push coming from from our teammate. That being said, we've also looked towards some, some simple technology. Uh, in addition to having uh, the advanced uh, badges that have the real-time location systems, we also have uh, personal alarm screamers that uh, you may have seen um, that, that when when activated Create a, a very high-frequency, loud uh, alarm, and and that also helps the uh, teammates around the incident to know that that help is needed, and to be able to locate where that incident is happening. So these are just a couple of examples of of what we've uh, looked to inside of information technology. Uh, we've also uh, looked at uh, sitter logs and and how those sitter logs may be able to predict. Uh, incidents, uh, use of screening tools that can be built into the electronic health record, and and different uh, QR code driven surveys to be able to, again, improve the reporting that we see in our our facilities, just to make it easier for our for our healthcare workers, our teammates, to be able to report when when there are incidents of either verbal or physical uh, assault.
0: That's great to hear. It seems like that would really make a big difference um, for the workers and in your teammates who are on the ground level every single day. And I know during the pandemic, there was a lot of different things happening that potentially could have um, increased some of these incidences, some of the distrust in healthcare, as well as other uh, challenges. Are there any trends that you're seeing overall that um, are, are, are bringing some of those uh, that trust back into healthcare is it still really um, very much you know a factor in how people are coming into the ED and in coming into the hospital in general?
1: It certainly still is a factor, but but what we've what we've seen is the importance of of being consistent in in our approach, having clear uh, boundaries that that uh, cannot be crossed. There's there's zero tolerance for. Inappropriate aggressive behavior, and to, to just kindly and matter of fact uh, state that 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 is behavior that, that we won't tolerate inside of our facilities, um, and engaging uh, when when there's problems. Um, the the human tendency uh, for for many when when there's uh, incidents of aggression is to walk away, step out, and not address the underlining. Underlying problem, and and what we're finding that in, in the world that we live in, uh, the the a lot of aggression comes from miscommunication and a feeling that the 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 person isn't cared for, that 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 the 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 issues that somebody's having, the the lack of comfort that somebody's having, uh, doesn't matter to other people. So we found that by being honest, by engaging, being kind, being consistent, uh, and trying to assess uh, why a patient is becoming uh, verbally or physically aggressive, we've been able to de-escalate uh, a large number of, of incidents that that previously developed into assault. But but here, um, with with some very simple uh, initiatives, we've been able to prevent a large number of, of these assaults. That,
0: Absolutely. I really appreciate that. And that's good to hear that you've been able to uh, uh, prevent some of those along the way. Dr. Stopaira, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such an interesting and fascinating conversation, so informative, and I know helpful for all those listening today. I really appreciate your time and look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thanks, Laura.